Hello, my name's Kimberly, and I'm perhaps what you would call a modern day Feng Shui consultant. I can help you turn your home into the most supportive, calm, and peaceful space you can imagine. I'm here to guide and show you how to work with your home to unlock its power and magic. And in that, I'm committed to sharing the secret of this magical practice in a way that everyone can use. Hello and welcome back to the Feng Shui Flow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here, whether you're in the car cleaning or just having a lovely walk, hopefully in some sunshine. It's been a busy few weeks. Um, There is lots obviously going on behind the scenes with moving to Australia and everything that comes with that all of the admin, all of the fun stuff, all of the seeing people for the last time. It's definitely an emotional roller coaster for sure. Um, but I'm still here. I'm still podcasting and I'm just so grateful for being here. So today's topic has come about because it's probably the conversation that I have with people the most. Decluttering. I know I've got to do it, but I don't have time. My house is an absolute state. I've got this one room where everything is and there's no point me having a feng shui analysis because the house is a tip and it won't work. Literally just, you know, so much, so much noise around decluttering. So I want to just sort of talk you through the process really, because I think for some people, decluttering is just a really practical process. It's quite easy to do. Do I use that? No, it goes. Do I use that? Yes, it stays. But for some people, there's a huge emotional attachment. And I'm actually a bit of both. So for some things, I'm very black and white. No, I haven't used that for ages. It's going. And then there's some really random things that I keep. And it's because it does have an emotional attachment to it. And I just want to say that that's okay to keep that stuff. You know, my mum passed away, gosh, um, 13 years ago now. And she actually moved into a care home at the end of her life. And so in a way that was almost quite easy to get rid of the stuff that she didn't then take into the care home. So a lot of it was just clothes. Obviously she had, you know, a bit of jewellery and things like that. So maybe that made it easier for us. But when she did pass away, I kept two things. And to me, it seems really normal to keep them, but I don't think it is. So, and it does make me smile. And I think that's the thing. The things that I want to keep, even though it's really sad, make me smile. So I kept her slippers because they're these leopard print slippers, which if you knew my mum, just literally puts her down to a T. And it's why I wear quite a lot of leopard skin as well, leopard print rather not leopard skin. Um, and then the other thing I kept was a fleece of hers. Um, because sometimes if I want to cuddle, then I can put that fleece on and it just, it's lovely. And 
you know, they, they probably didn't mean anything to my mum, you know, as slippers and a fleece. <laughs> and actually just saying it out loud now, it sounds mental that they're the things I decided to keep of all of her stuff. Sorry, mum. But that's, but that's what resonated with me. But the point is that it's okay to keep stuff that you are emotionally tied to, but only if it makes you happy. If I kept stuff that reminded me of her being poorly, then that would make me sad every time I thought of her. Whereas I see these lipid print slippers when I open the drawer and sometimes I forget they have them and it just really makes me smile. So please don't think that I'm this awful, you know, cold hearted lady that comes into your home. It's like, just get rid of everything. I'm really not. And it's about almost having a negotiation with yourself. And I know that kids stuff is often something that we want to keep hold of. And maybe it was slightly easier for me because I made the decision right from the beginning that I just wasn't going to keep any stuff, which does sound God, like bad mum, literally bad mum. But I just, the, the thought of having these like junk models around the house it just, like, I found it quite um, invasive of my space because they're massive and made of, like, milk bottles and toilet rolls and all the stuff that I wouldn't normally have hanging around. So for me, it was really easy to get rid of them. And her paintings, I had one that I quite liked. (laughs) I sound so harsh. There's one painting my daughter liked. Um, And I had it made into a little canvas, which was quite sweet. And, um, but the rest, again, I got rid of. Now, I'm working with a lady at the minute and she has got a lot of her children's paintings around and it's lovely. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say, you know, get rid of them, but there's other ways of keeping the stuff and you can take photos of artwork and put it into a photo book and the photo book can then live on your bookshelf. So you still have that memory and actually it's easier to go through. You're more likely to go through a photo book than you are like a box of doom that you've got hanging out in your attic that Mr. Squirrels probably had a little nibble of. Um, So, you know, there are ways of, and this lady, I think she's got like three, three huge folders of it. So take photos, put it into a photo book. I was speaking to a friend the other day as well, and she had kept a lot of her kids' um, clothing, and also she kept the pram. And I don't think this is uncommon, actually, because, you know, we spend a lot of time with the pram, don't we? And actually, I was quite sad of getting rid of the pram, because I loved how the fact that I could just shovel my shopping and... (laughs) (laughs) underneath, like it was like this mini car that I took around, this little, um, just a place where I just put all of my rubbish. Um, And, you know, her children are, I want to say like 12 and seven maybe. And she doesn't have an, she doesn't have intention to have another child, but she'd kept the pram. And she's now got rid of it this week because it was all in a room that she closed the door on and then didn't have to think about it. And I think this is the thing, like, we keep it, but 
we keep it out of sight and out of mind, even though it's holding on to space in your home. Like we pay a lot of money for homes. And if you've got a room that you just use as a dumping ground, that's a really expensive storage room. You know, if you think about price per square footage, how much you are paying to store that stuff in your home. And another lady, and I think I've mentioned this before, was saying, oh, the thing is with a charity shop, you know, perhaps they don't get as much money as if I sold it on Facebook or on eBay and then I give the money to charity. And that's great. But how do we actually get round to that? We all have stuff that we go, oh, we're going to put that on Vinted or I'm going to sell that on Marketplace. And we never get round to it. I think I bought two bags for, I can't remember what place it was that I was going to sell the stuff. Anyway, it was so complicated with all these QR codes and leaving bags out for them to collect. I thought, you know what? And I actually just took the bags for this shop into the charity shop because you're giving somebody else the opportunity to give this stuff a new life. Like with the pram, you're helping new parents look after their newborn children who perhaps wouldn't be able to afford a pram like what you've got. Because let's face it, Prams are bloody expensive. I remember my, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but my sister and I were pregnant at the same time. She was three months ahead of me, which was great because she is super organised and she um, subscribed to which magazine. So she knew exactly what I needed, which was perfect because that is not me. I'm creative. I don't do detail. So she told us what prams we, we should get. And my dad was like, do you know what? I'll buy you both your first pram. Um, I think that's what parents do. So bless him. I think that's what I need to do for you. And then he got the bill for the two prams and nearly fell off the floor. He said, I could have bought you a bloody car. <laughs> so they are expensive. They're really expensive. But give the opportunity to somebody else to use the stuff, whether that is kids' bikes, prams, clothes, and your clothes as well. Like, we beat ourselves up by keeping stuff in our wardrobe that we wore a year ago, two years ago, pre-lockdown, pre-kids. And guess what? Your body changes when you have children, yet we keep these clothes in there and we think, oh, one day we'll fit into them. And we literally just beat ourselves up every time we walk past those, you know, those items of clothing. Or we say, I spent a lot of money on that. I've never worn it, I've still got the tags in. I don't know why I don't like it, but I just don't. And you keep that in the wardrobe. So maybe that's the thing that you put on Marketplace or on a Facebook group or, you know, on Vinted. But don't keep stuff that, every time you walk into your wardrobe makes you feel rubbish. Like, I mean, it's just when you put it in sort of like black and white terms like that, you think it's crazy that we actually do that. And I don't think men do that. I don't know. I don't know. I know my husband doesn't. I mean, he's really annoying. He's like stayed the same size since day dot. But I don't think, you know, I, I don't know why we do it. And there's a lady that I used actually in lockdown and her name is Styled by Susie. And I recommend quite a lot of my clients to her because she does an amazing wardrobe declutter service. So she lives in Kent, 
but it's all she can do online services. She also does all around the UK. She does overseas as well, because that would be an online service. And the first thing that she would do is analyze your shape, your colors, and what clothes suit you, which is amazing because, I mean, that just makes shopping so much easier and also easier to look in your wardrobe to go, okay, what suits me, what doesn't? And then she also does a wardrobe decluttering service and she also does... um like online shops for you. And again, she does them all around the world. So if you wanted like a capsule wardrobe, she does that for you. And I had that done in lockdown and I've still got the stuff. So if you really are looking at decluttering your wardrobe, treat yourself. She's not expensive. She's really reasonable. You can give the budget that you want. So you know, the types of shops that you want to work with. So I said everything from H&M to um, like Mint Velvet and Hush, like that sort of range. And she came up with the most beautiful outfits that all mix and match. So definitely go and have a look at Styled by Susie and she's lovely. So then we can get down to the nitty gritty in the house. And the bookshelf in our house was something that just grew and nobody really took care of it. Like nobody pruned the bookshelf to move off books that we don't use anymore. And I mean, the bookshelf is this awful place for gathering dust anyway and cobwebs behind it. But also we tend to keep stuff that might actually stop us moving forward. So from previous jobs, you might have baby books on there from, you know, if you're not in that life stage anymore. I mean, we had books on, I don't know where we got them from, but we had about 10 books on bird watching. Like, what, why on earth? And like a thousand and one home remedies to get rid of stains out of your carpet. <laughs> I don't even know where we got these books from. Um, so have a really good clear out of your bookshelf. Also your kitchen cupboards. Anything that is broken or doesn't work needs to go. And you can give them to charity shops and say this doesn't work, or you can put it on Facebook Marketplace. There's always people that love like tinkering with things and making them work again, or just recycle them. Don't keep hold of them. I had one of those, I I don't have an addiction to buying kitchen appliances, but I definitely went through a stage of you know, oh, now I need a juicer and now I need a blender and now I need a spiralizer to make spiralized courgettes. And that takes up a lot of room in my cupboard and also the faffiest of things to clean. So, you know, do I need all of it? No. Did I get rid of a lot of it? Yes, because it's taking up a lot of space. Shoes. I don't know if that's all I need to say about shoes, but when was the last time you really went through your shoes? And again, shoes are really expensive. I don't know what's happened in the past however many years, but shoes now are really expensive. So I understand why you want to keep hold of them. But I've also found with shoes, they go in and out of fashion really quickly. So just go and have a look in your shoe cupboard. Have a look how they are stored as well, because they're quite pointy. They're quite edgy little things. So go through your shoes. The loft is also part of your home and it's often where we put stuff that we don't want to get rid of or the clutter or people often have really tidy homes and then their loft is an absolute, you know, mayhem. Um, 
So Christmas decorations, absolutely fine. Things that you are seasonal, like your clothes and stuff like that. But from previous lives, like, do you need the stuff that is up there? A lady messaged me the other day and she keeps hold of receipts and little ticket stubs and things like that. And again, take photos of it. Or do you have photos from that event? In which case you don't need to keep the ticket stub. You know, I remember when I first met my husband and I kept all my tickets and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I don't need these. I've got memories of being in New York or, you know, being wherever we are. I don't need my boarding pass from 1993 to tell me where I went on holiday. (laughs) But we do it. I don't know why we do it. The garage as well is another place just to go through and really clean it out because you will feel the energy. When you declutter, you will feel the difference in the energy and it can be really overwhelming and I really understand that. So I don't expect you to be able to do your house in one swoop. Do it room by room. And also to give you that extra little bit of push, go back to the podcast that's the nine areas of your home. Because if there's an area of your life that you're struggling with or you believe could be better, so for example, wealth, prosperity and abundance in your southeast corner. If you are struggling or think you could do better in that area, go and have a look where that is in your home and just declutter. It's amazing what you can find in these areas. Or if it's your relationship area, that's your southwest area of your home. So again, just have a look. We'll see what is in that area. I think you know, children's toys and children's, you know, belongings. Again, that's really hard. I'm working with a lady. Her daughter had so many toys and she said, you know what? She doesn't actually play with them. And I think sometimes if you give them too much choice, and I definitely had this with my daughter, when I had all the toys out, she just didn't really play with anything. So by taking things away and almost drip feeding the toys, they play with them more. Like, I think it makes us feel better that they have all these toys to play with. And how many times have we said, you've got all these toys to play with and all you do is play with the cardboard box. Like, that's actually probably all that they need. But children's toys are definitely one to go through and charity shops love them because, I mean, I remember going into our local Oxfam here And I'd literally say to Immy, like, fill your boots. There's five pounds. It's amazing what you can get for five pounds in the charity shop. So, you know, it's not easy, but it does help. And I had a question from somebody the other day to say, is it worth me having an analysis if I know that my house has got a lot of clutter? And the answer is yes, because first of all, people use me, my clients use me as accountability, So we do before and after photos. I can help them with things as well and give them questions to ask themselves. So if you moved home, would you take it with you? And we have this, you know, conversation over WhatsApp. When I work with clients, it's not clinical. It's very much, you know, this team, we're a team and we're a team to get the energy in your home moving. And the clutter will definitely hinder the energy moving, but the remedies will overpower the clutter. But it's something we will do together. The remedies will become more powerful when the clutter isn't there. So absolutely, it's something that we can do together. 
somebody told me the other day, and it's really quite profound. So are you ready? She said, when we buy things, actually, we're only borrowing them for a certain amount of time. And what you're paying for is just to have them in your presence for a certain period of time because you can't take it with you. So your house, your clothes, the toys, the computers, the phones, we're actually only borrowing it. We can't take anything with us. So if you get into the mindset that you're only borrowing things and you can pass them on and then somebody else can borrow them, it will just help you think differently about some of the things in your home. So there we go. That's decluttering. I'm not a cold-faced person that's going to come and, you know, how on earth are you keeping all this stuff in your home? Why on earth would you keep that? I'm not. I understand that it is an emotional process. However, the benefits of decluttering far outweigh keeping a pram or children's artwork for 10 years. Ask your kids if they're grown up, do they still want their science book from 1983? Because I'm sure I can probably guess what their answer is. So there we go. That's my task for you. Start working week by week. Send me a message if you'd like to have me as your accountability partner and I can help you through the process. I also have a Facebook group now where we have this lovely community building. It's called the Feng Shui Flow, of course. So come over there if you'd like to be part of our community. We talk about decluttering a lot and I can just help you through all of this. So thank you for coming along today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with people who you feel might need a little bit of a nudge with decluttering. And until next week, so much love, Kimberly.